my reason was like I didn't want to die. BeastNet Podcast, sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land, Brother Boggs here just giving you a quick heads up. This is part two of the episode where Pretty Mike is talking with Matthew Saylor about their amazing weight loss journeys, totaling up to 420 pounds of lost weight between the two of them. So sit back, relax, and listen to part two where they talk about how they did it. How did you start doing it? I mean, it's one of those things that, you know, I mean, I always hear that, you know, what was the, what was your reason? And I, and I think that's one of the hardest things for me is because a lot of people ask me, what was your reason? And I'm like, I really don't have one. I'd been sick of years. I was going to do it. I was going to do it. And then all of a sudden it was just like, I just did it. <laughs> so, so I, so I, I mean, I look at it like other than like my, my reason was just like, all right, well, you know, I mean, my reason was like, I didn't want to die. So then yeah. like. I didn't have many goals other than to like my goal. My goal wasn't initially to like lose 300 pounds. I never like thought of it like that. Then it was cause that's just, that's massive. That's such a huge like load on my plate. You know, it was just like, I need to be able to transition. My, I need to believe in myself. I needed to like have, I mean, half of the thing, half of, you know, with weight loss and transformations and journey and the transformational journeys, you have the problems with not being able to commit to it is because, you know, most people don't believe in, believe in themselves. You know, they don't have that. I mean, willpower, willpower is, is half of it is like, I mean, it's, yeah, it's having willpower to not indulge and, and be able to eat the things that, you know, we're used to. It's, it's all like, you know, it's, it's all believing in, in, in yourself that you can actually like give that stuff up. But yeah, well, I, mean, I think you touched on it when you said right there where it was, you know, the idea of losing 300 pounds was a huge idea. And I think that's where a lot of people make the mistakes going into it. I never went into it saying I was going to lose 100 pounds. I just went into it saying I, I want to be healthier. You know, and like yeah. you, you didn't go in saying you were going to lose 300 pounds. Because I think I just, I wanted to just save my life. That's yeah. all I and I think we put that big of a like a number, like bam, you're gonna, I'm gonna lose 300 pounds. Your brain's like, no, you're not, you know. And yeah. it becomes that it's too big. But if you're just like, I want to live, and that's not really a number, and then you just start doing things, and all of a sudden, bam, you've lost 300 pounds, and you're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, and and uh, you know, so like the the pro the beginning stages for me were like like really because. Um, I didn't drink water at all. Like, I mean, getting me to drink water then was like, I would go through like probably three, two liter bottles of Mountain Dew. Cause Mountain Dew is like my go-to. I would go through three, two liter bottle. I'm, I kid you not three, two liter bottles a day. And, yeah. um, like I'd have that or like j- just like sugar juices that, that weren't like, they were all concentrated bull, bull crap and you know, like sunny D or whatever. And, um, I'd have well, that. You might that, be supposed to be healthy, but really aren't. The, the orange that? juice, like you said, like Sunny D, that's an orange juice that's healthy. No, it's not. Oh, no. Yeah, it was, it was, there was no, it's no, there's no like, uh, there's no natural like fruit in, in it, anything that I drank. And um, that, that was my, I knew that and like, um, like chips, ice cream, uh, and fast food. Those were my like things that I, that I looked at because I ate that excessively. 
Like I knew to, I knew I needed to cut the sugar. Like I was smart enough to know like, all right, well, sugar is like really what stimulates my hunger to like want to keep eating. Yeah. So I was like, I can't, especially the carbonation, you know, the, that I later learned, but, um, I was like, I can't drink soda anymore. All right. So that was my, that was my first goal. My first goal was like, all right, figure out what we can't do anymore and what we have to do to, you know, be able to make some like baby steps, you know, because when you're going through a big weight loss transformation, like anything over like 200, it's all small baby steps. You know, you can't, you can't take on, you know, what you can't take on like everything at once. And like how I did it was I didn't have a log. I didn't have a journal. Those were always my biggest regrets looking back at it. You know, I didn't, I didn't like log what I ate because most people do that um, when then kind of going through that. So they'll, they'll have me. Everything I did was all like mental, you know, it was just like, all right, well, you know, I started like looking at like nutritional facts and like things and I'd count everything in my head, but um, I didn't like jot it down. I just jotted it down in my brain and I just kind of just went through how I felt. And um, but yes, kicking soda was the hardest thing I had to do. Because I, I I remember like trying to quit it and I was like, I can't do this. I can't quit drinking soda. So like the first month alone was just like not being able to drink soda, like and teaching myself like stop and, and get over that hump. And then I think after I got over that hump, you know, I was able to like, you know, I wasn't really seeing any results then, but it was like, all right, I kicked something or I'm starting to kick something, you know, like I wasn't starting to yeah. drink water. But I was starting to drink water with like, I think it was called like crystal light, like because I needed to drink something with like some flavor to it. Yeah, I can never just drink water. That's what, this is, this says Gatorade, but it's crystal uh, light. Is it, it really? Taste of water. <laughs> Dude, yeah, I, so have... I, take, I found this was the perfect size bottle it was a 32 ounce okay. Gatorade bottle for one <laughs> crystal light. It says 16 ounces, but they're so sweet. It's perfect. I, I, yeah, I haven't had crystal light in years. You know, I haven't. I think the last time I had a crystal light. Oh, man, probably like five years. I buy them at Costco, the big freaking tubs of them, because they're. I, I yeah. don't like the taste of straight water. I have to. I see the Crystal Light. It's noon. There's something always in my water. Really? Okay. So yeah, I I love just drinking water now. Like I mean, I love just you know I I I mean I love just hydrating my body because of everything that I put it through in terms of like training and all that. But water, I mean, like I used to like I used to drink water, and I'm like I I can't. I would be grossed out, but like, it's just so plain. There's no flavor to it. Yeah, you know, my 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 senses and like every eating all the foods that I ate. And it's just like, I, I need something. And like, there's no way I can eat a salad every day. You know, like I, I remember like the, the thought of eating a salad every day. It just, it, you know, it frightened me, you know, yeah. it, you know, 500 plus pound man. And I mean, I'm, I mean, I could interview or, or talk to anybody. I'm like, I mean, the thought of eating those foods and on a consistent basis is like, that was scary. It was just like, not, not, not the sort of like, you know, like that, that was the, the, you know, it's like the thing then that's how your brain thought at that time. And I was grossed out by all that. And I look at now, I mean, I mean, God, I mean, I eat a salad seven days a week. I, I eat oatmeal with just like a teaspoon of peanut butter and, you know, raisins and fruit in my uh, oatmeal every day with flax seeds and like all the protein shake. And, you know, I'm a very, like, I'm a very habitual person now, like very routinely with, what I eat. And, um, I'm very, I'm very, pl I became what I thought like then was like, I can't do this. And yeah, you know, I just, you know, just kind of, uh, you know, did what that. Habit, though, 
And that's what I found. Like for me, it's once I built the habit, like every night before I go to bed, because my biggest thing for me wasn't really soda. I mean, it used to be Mountain Dew, but I'd already cut that out a while before. But yeah. it was mo- it was mochas. I love mochas. Mocha, uh, like coffee. coffee? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I would, I'd stop at Starbucks two or three times a day and get a mocha, which is white chocolate, the sweet, nice and sugary mocha. You know, which was like. It's like 2000 calories a piece, you know, and I was getting two or three of those a day. And it's like, I can't keep doing this. And that was my big thing to drop. And what I finally did is I start like every night before I go to bed, I set my coffee maker and I make just normal drip coffee. And then in the morning, I dump that whole thing into a thermos with one premier protein shake. Okay. And that's my sweetener. And that's all I put in it. And that's what I'll drink for the whole day. So that's my coffee with one premier protein shake in it. And that's it. Where before it was like, two to three like sugary mochas. So once I did that, that was my big, that was my soda was dropping. Yeah. The mocha. Once I got the mocha and started, had a substitute for it, then I, I, I started doing a lot better. Yeah. So uh, let me ask you something is uh, when, when you, when you had to kick that, did it like, did it make you when you were, when you were actually doing that, um, when you were trying to kick it, when you finally did or started to kind of, did you ever like feel like you were going through withdrawals or, like sugar withdrawals or anything? Not a whole lot because actually what, what kind of did me a favor was the whole COVID thing started about the same time. Okay. So really there was a lot of things that I wasn't leaving the house as much. So it wasn't, I think in a lot of ways I love the mochas, but it was also out of convenience because my office, you know, there was a, a Starbucks literally directly below my office. All right. And now we're going to take a quick pause so we can hear from our sponsors. Does your business need first aid, AED, OSHA, flagging, or other safety training? James Safety Services is your one-stop shop. Find them on Facebook today at James Safety Services WA and ask for a quote on hosting your training needs. And we're back. Okay. So it was convenient for me. I could sit on my phone, order my Starbucks, get in the the elevator, because, of course, I'm not taking the stairs down a flight. And then, (laughs) you know... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> go get my mocha and go back up to my office. So, I mean, it was, I, I think a lot of it wasn't just, you know, I mean, I wanted them, but it was also convenience and it was convenient. As soon as I left the house, usually like it got so bad that my, the, the Starbucks by my house, they knew what I wanted. I'd walk in and be like, Oh, Hey Mike, here's oh, your, here's really, your yeah. so I, I lived, it was just kind of like, yeah, I, I, I lived in a, I lived in a, a three family apartment uh, in, in New Jersey and, I lived in the third floor and below, right below me and right next door to my, our house was a laundromat and next to the laundromat was a, uh, like a deli, like a, gro- like a small yep. convenience. And yeah, like, you know, growing up in a small town, every, everybody, you know, like it, it doesn't matter, you know, like, uh, but like walking in there, you had your patterns of what you bought and like, you know, everybody was like, Oh, well you're here for this and that. And, you know, so I would, I my I would always go to a convenience store, and I'd pick up like I think it, they were like crunchy cheese noodles. I love crunchy cheese noodles, so I'd pick up like five big bags and um like my Mountain Dews, and that was my thing. And they're like, "Oh, you're here for this? Oh, yeah, we do have a lot today." So I'm like, "Oh yeah," you know that that was yeah. my uh, you know that that was uh, that was my uh, my thing. I, I haven't touched those snacks in years, God. I, I you know, but um. Yeah, and in in terms of like kicking that, like kicking kicking sugar for me, because like when I when I was trying to, I was having withdrawals, and I always felt like 
you know, I think it was because of like the excessive amounts of like, you know, soda I was drinking a day and then me trying to like go cold turkey without it. Um, you know, it was, uh, it was a hard process to get, get, to kick that. For me, it helped because I substituted. So I didn't completely get rid of the mocha. I just found a substitute that was close to it, but just a healthier option. Hard thing to do because I don't say do anything cold turkey. Like I, I couldn't do a cold turkey and like even me, I didn't do, I never did it cold turkey. I'm not like superhuman where I can just be like, oh, I'm going to lose 300 pounds and, and do everything, you know. No, I mean, I had to, you know, I didn't take, I never took supplements in terms of like pills or like, you know, yeah. like have, have a Weight Watchers program or anything like that. Because, you know, I mean, I we were very like, you know, uh, we weren't, you know, you know, very wealthy family. I mean, my mom was um, a stay-at-home mom. She, um, and then, you know, I had no uh, source of like, you know, living an income at that time because, I mean, I, mean, I wasn't working. I was just, you know, basically, you know, eating the diet. And, but yeah, like uh, when I had to supplement taking crystallites for that, I think like in the beginning, my diet, you know, was, you know what I was eating a lot of was because um, I wasn't ready to do the cooking part of it. I bought like frozen dinners and then they were like portion frozen dinners. And then like I'd buy like canned vegetables because I didn't want to cook vegetables and I didn't want to get into all that. That just was like too much for me then. Mm-hmm. So I, I just started doing that, you know, and then like I add butter to it. And I, there were certain things that I, that weren't like everything wasn't healthy, healthy in the beginning. So like I would be like, all right, well, I'm eating healthier, but I'd be adding loads of butter to like, say, broccoli or sweet potatoes. And yeah. I'm talking there was like there shouldn't have been that amount of butter like the way like look now. But like those were like some things that you just eventually educate yourself or a person of my size that's trying to do that because you just want like you want you want flavor you want substance like a person of my stature or anybody that in that degree like you're so used to having everything and then when you have that when you take that all away you can't just go to boiled like you know sweet potatoes and you know like lean meats with just sea salt and pepper and like not have any garnishes and sauces to dip it in you know i mean you always have to have something to, to kind of, so, you know, of course, but it was, again, it's all baby steps. You know, I just was like, all right, we'll kick soda. What am I going to do next? And then, you know, get comfortable with everything. And, you know, it was, um, it was, it was a very, it was, you know, it's hard describing it because it's so long, but it's a very abnormal journey that I, I, I went through. And I look back, it was four years of complete hardships. And even to the time when I, like, I got to my goal, you know, it was, it was all very, very, you know, very difficult. It paved the way for me to be able to, like, learn new things in that process, you know, and then especially, like, with life, my lifestyle now. I mean, you know, I never would have thought about, you know, running marathons, you know, in the mountains, like, every weekend or even wanting to do that, you know, and that's just, you know, it's just what I enjoy doing now, you know, that just that, that part of me came later, much later, much later. Yeah. In the beginning, it was, it was never like easy, especially doing it on my own. And I, I always credit anybody, whether you're losing 50, a hundred, 150, if, if you're doing it alone and you don't have, like I had support from my mom, but 
my mom living with me, like she wasn't eating healthy. And then I had my brother, you know, they weren't yeah. and they were big reasons too why I wanted to change. Cause I wanted to break the cycle, you know, like I didn't want to watch my mom, you know, you know, continue to add on weight and I didn't want my brother. So it was like, you know, deep down inside, I did want to, I, I wanted to be able to inspire them, you know, and on my journey, I was like, all right, well, you know, I, I know I have a, I can have a big platform. I, I, I can inspire so many people through this. If I do it on my own, if I am able to conquer this, you know, it's, it's, I've watched so much TV and all those like shows through the biggest loser, you know, those people go in so big and they're in my shoes at that time. They don't know much of anything. You know, they're having these coaches that are able to kind of like give them that guidance that they need to take that home and be able to utilize that. And, and, you know, the problem with the success rate with people are, who get pushed into those programs and then say, when they go back is, you know, they don't, they, they're not believing in themselves. And a lot of people don't, you know, they don't get to believe in themselves and like, you know, actually be able to like, I, I'll, I'll never say like, I, I earn, um, every, you know, like I try to think of the right word for it. Yeah, you know, I really, I really had to work for everything on my own, you know, and it was, it was the hard, it was the hardest thing to do because even in my journey, I, I would, I would, I would literally cry myself to sleep because I'm like, I'm, I'm doing this alone. And I was like, I don't know if I can do this alone. You know, like telling myself every, that every day, even while like seeing small results, like I lost 20 pounds, but what does 20 pounds mean? You know, and, and what am I doing this for? You, during that time, because you're figuring things out and you, you start questioning, like, is it even worth it? You know? So I think once I lost a hundred pounds, I started thinking like more beyond that. I was like, all right, well, you know, wh what can I, what can I do next? It was like, you know, I wanted to be able to, you know, I started thinking, I think Ricky Lake was on, like, she was like a show that was on, right? This is, this yeah. is like, and um, she always had like, weight loss um things on at, at, at our segments sometimes and she always had the thing where it was like they jump through like the the screen and they like they have the before and after and like the guy comes out or the woman comes out completely ripped and i was like that that's what i i was like that's what i'm gonna be i was like that's what i'm gonna be <laughs> or that was something that i was like i can you know you know probably you know do that but i knew like i had to get surgery or something like that at that point you know um it's it's crazy, man. I look back and I'm like, damn, that was that was me. You know, it's 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 insane. When I look at images or even think about like, you know, what I was able to do, it's just it's it's nuts. It's mind bottling. You know, and I'll uh, that's definitely if I, I go on like I'll go on interviews or just be talked about. Like, you know, it's there's there's no prouder thing that I'll have to the day I die than be able to say that I did that. You know, on my own to being able to do what I do now. You know, I mean, I. I competed in uh, the world championship ultra in Lake Tahoe last year, you know, to go from that to that is just when you sit down and you think about it, it's, it's a very overwhelming like feeling, you know, to, to be able to be uh, a human body that, that couldn't even step on, on a bus. Like, cause I, I, you know, we lived in a three mile like radius city. So if I went anywhere, you know, physically I had to go on a bus and I couldn't get on the bus, so the bus driver literally has to like lower the bus as like you know as as low as he could get it, and then he'd have to step off his his driver's seat to like 
help me up because I couldn't lift myself up. You know, to go from that to like, you know, like running and like obstacle course races and, you know, you know, and, and doing the crazy things I do now, it's, it's, it's insane, you know? It is. No, I was saying that was amazing. I mean, it's amazing just to see you do something. I mean, it's one of those, I mean, I look what I did. I mean, I, I wouldn't say I did it alone. I had my wife and stuff like that. I mean, you know, helping me with the, 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 the food side. And that was a big problem, you know, in the beginning, of course, but part of that was she was on Weight Watchers. So I started doing Weight Watchers with her because before that we tried it before where she did Weight Watchers and I didn't. And I was like, what do you want for dinner? And she, you know, I'd be like, uh, Jack in the box. She's like, <laughs> it's not on my Weight Watchers. Well, that sucks for you. Cause I'm eating Jack yeah. in the box. But yeah. So yeah. It, yeah. it's, uh, yeah, it's just like, what do you want? I'm like, I want everything that I, I used to be able to have. But um, every once in a while, I'll have a day where I'll have a, a is, and I hate to call them cheat day. It's just like I have a day where I have something, you know, whatever. I call but it an, I call it an earning day. Yeah, <laughs> an earning day. But usually, it's not like it used to be. It was like what used to be, like a, you know, every day was like I'm getting the super sized, biggest thing I can find on the menu. Yeah. And now it's you know I, I don't go for that. I might get a pizza or something, but it's more of a. It's, it's not a whole pie. It's like yeah. two slices. Yeah, it's a couple slices. But I probably eat more now than I ever did. But it's throughout the day. Yeah. I well, snack all day long. Yeah, because you. Uh, I mean, well, yeah, because your body, like, uh, like even like now when this ends, I'm going to like eat um a big plate of uh like all my prepped food that i have but uh i i i had a i'm I'm thriving off of a protein bar and a protein shake and i normally don't eat like that so for her to ask me stuff i'm like hey what do you eat throughout the day i don't i don't normally eat the supplemental stuff but i had a busy day where i i went to the gym and i had to go take on two interviews and um you know and then i had to rush back here so i, I wasn't really able to have uh subs, substance in my uh diet for for lunch right now so yeah i know i did on my way home i actually and what i one of my favorite things is pineapple i got i had a bowl of pineapple that i i opened up and ate pretty much you know while i was driving don't worry it wasn't anything bad but yeah, but yeah, yeah. i just put it in the cup put it in the cup holder and basically just eat pineapple on you know on my drive home okay so. yeah yeah pineapple's good i prep those and uh I, I prep fruit uh like i do like fruit salads like for snacking and they have a huge container of watermelon. Like I'll just, you know, like snack on Greek yogurt. It's a huge thing with granola that I do. Like I'll do Greek Greek yogurt. If I'm really in the mood to snack, like I'll do some Greek yogurt with granola. Um, I have a food dehydrator, which I became huge on. Um, so like I'll make like turkey jerky and uh, yeah, I'll do like dried turkey jerky. Um, my wife likes to do beef jerky. Um uh, I do apple chips and pear chips and things like that. And uh, so I, I, you know, like I, I still have that sweet tooth that I had when I was younger. Cause um, like I like savory and sweet, but I, I've always kind of like always like had that sweet craving. So, um, you know, like the, I, don't get me wrong. I still like have tendencies where I'm like, like when I finish a really long run, like a training run that I do, um, my big thing is like, I go get ice cream, I go get a pint of ice cream and I don't eat the whole ice cream, but it's the only time I really indulge on like ice cream, you know, and I'll, I'll probably eat the pint in like over a period yeah. of two, days. but that's the only time I have it. That's what I've taught myself with like cheat days is like, they, they become, they are, they're cheat days, uh, because you don't really get to eat that, that type of, uh, food and, and substance in your diet, especially with what you're 
you're trying to do and like how you're trying to enhance whether it's performance or you know your physical you know um but for for me it was like always performance and like that's how i started looking at things like probably like five years ago i was like all right well you know i want to be able to perform so much better i want to get faster i want to get stronger i want to you know you know every year was just like that you know for like the past like five six years and uh, I, I've been very like, you know, very will powered uh, person to, you know, and it just it, and, and eventually it just became second nature. It was just like, you know, I don't even want certain foods anymore. I look at fast food places and I'm like, I, I can never freaking eat there. You yeah. know, like my family sometimes has Jack in the Box or like you said, and because they're, they're all over the place in California on the West Coast. Um, and they'll come home with that. And I'm like, uh, I'm good with my uh, meal prep. Well, it's one of those every once while I have it, but I pay for it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. My stomach doesn't like it. So yeah. it's like one of those. Yeah, it doesn't. As soon as it hits my stomach, my stomach's like, you suck. And, you know, I won't feel good for like a day. So yeah. it, it's usually, I found other things now that are kind of my, you know, cheap foods. About pizza, usually isn't too bad, but a lot of like any of the fast food stuff, it's too greasy. It's too, my body yeah. isn't used to that stuff anymore. So yeah. Um, I think- I think the last time I had greasy food, I went on a mountain run and I finished and it was the summertime of last year. So I went on like a mountain, it was like 20 miles and like some, but I went on a big mountain run I did. And then when I finished, I had a buddy of mine, he picked me up and we were having barbecues like the weekend of, so I was staying over his place. And, um, that, that night we, we went and got, um, I agreed to get whatever he wanted to eat because he waited for me for like an hour while I finished my run. And then I, uh, he went, uh, he picked out KFC and I was like, ugh. but I, I was like, I agree. I was like, yeah, you know, like I was like one of those like dare things. Like, even though I wouldn't eat it, I was like, oh, go for it. And I remember eating it. And then the next day I was just like helping set up for the barbecue and I'm like walking up and down the stairs and I could just feel that grease just still in my system. And I was like, ugh. I was like, I'll never eat that again. <laughs> you know, I was like, I don't know. Like how I can, I can't, there's no way I can eat like, you know. That was the first time I had, that was like the last time I had like fried food like that, at least. I mean, I haven't, yeah. So normally if, I, if there's like fried chicken, you just peel the skin off and things like that. So even though, I mean, when I was bigger, that was my favorite part, but I found I like flavor. I really love flavor. I love flavor and everything. And I, that was my biggest worry. Like you mentioned, like if I stop eating these foods, the, the, the bad parts are the flavor. Um, but as I've changed my diet, I found that no, I can still have flavor. I can still have good yeah. food. You, you can still have flavor. To make it. Yeah, I. But uh, you know, like for for me, I'm I'm so I I, I put myself as like mm-hmm. I could be more creative in the kitchen, but I'm not creative in the kitchen. I see a lot of people that are just like they're culinary chefs. They add everything like under the you know sun to their things. I'm very like I I. I already put a lot of time when I do my meal prep days, I put so much time into it. There's there's times where if I, if I do like multiple like things, I'll, I'll be doing like four hours of, of meal prepping, you know, whether it's like, um, you know, just sweet potatoes alone. Cause I'll make like a whole week's worth of sweet potatoes. So I have to peel them. I have to dice them and, and peeling like 12 sweet potatoes takes quite a while, especially when you're cutting them and all that stuff. Um, so that takes me an hour alone. And then, like, you know, like, chicken. It's like I've learned that, like, you know, I'm, I'm okay with uh, it being plain. I'm, I'm a little bit too plain in pertaining to my diet. Like, I just put, like, garlic salt on my chicken, and I'm okay with it. And, you know, the same with, like, my my vegetables. I do the same thing. And, 
you know, I could do more with it, but I was like, eh, it just, I'm okay with, you know, just kind of being boring right now, I guess. Yes. You know, I'm, I'm a flavor guy. I like flavor, but I have a lot of like my, my spice cabinets filled with all sorts of different random things, but yeah, no, I spices though, like high ends. Yeah. But I just, you know, that's one thing that I figured out too. A lot of the stuff that I really like to eat, I just found better ways to make it. Um, anytime I have rice, I mean, you would have told me I was going to be a huge fan of cauliflower rice two years ago. I would have told you you're out of your mind, but I love it. I put cauliflower rice in for everything. Anytime it is something that requires yeah. rice. People look at it. It's like, oh, I mean, cauliflower pizza. Like, honestly, like I come, from, I come from the tri-state area, New York, New Jersey, where we pride ourselves on the pizza. Like we, you know, the New York and New Jersey go back and forth. Like, oh, we're the best pizza. We're the best pizza. We're the best pizza. And they have incredible pizzas. You know, and then there, I haven't had cauliflower pizza in a while because I've just kind of stuck with like my chicken, sweet potatoes, and other vegetables. But um, cauliflower pizzas—it's actually really good. I mean, and, and when I have it, and if you make it right, you know, it's it's not it's not Pizza Hut pizza where it's like you know greasy to the bone, and um, but it's it's good. It's it's I mean, it's got you you lit what you literally do with it. Is like you're literally making the crust out of egg. You're uh, not using flour, but you're using egg for to make it rise. And then you're just using it, just cheese. Like you're using everything that's on the crust, and the crust doesn't like taste as it, but it it does have g- great flavor to it. Especially if you add like the things that you enjoy eating on a regular pizza. You know, it does have flavor. It's like, oh well, the crust is it's it's not crust. I was just thankful. I look. I'm like thankful. I I never really was big on the pizza. I was big on fast food. I was just not big on pizza. Oh, uh, I love pizza. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I love pizza too. But I mean, I I wasn't big. Uh, I was a, I was a eat. I was eat pizza, and then I would leave the crust. Surprise! I hated crust. I was weird with crust. Always was. Even to this day, I'm 36, and I'm like, if there's a pizza, and then if I do have it. Like I mean I don't, but if if it's if I do have it, it's without the crust. I'll never eat the crust till the day I die. One question I have: How long have you held it off? Because that's the hard part. That's what everyone says. Everyone always losing the weight is the tough. That's the start, but the hardest part is keeping it off. I mean I've kept know, it off. It. I've kept it off. Uh, so the only the only challenge I ever had um, after from the moment from the time that I hit my goal. I never looked back. It was just going forward from there. You know, yeah. I mean, I have already developed everything that I needed to, to carry it with me my whole life. So I had the belief system. I had, I, I already at that point, I was like working out, doing like insanities and stuff. I wasn't going to the gym right away and like having a routine that I have now. When I was like three, when I was like 300 pounds, I, I, that was when I started working out. So it was just like, all right, well, I had, and then by the time I reached my goal, I was like big into like I was taking MMA classes, um, you know, a lot of like high cardio intensity like programs and and workouts. And, you know, I was messing around with weights, but I wasn't like as strict as I am like with weights now because I like, you know, I'll, I'll um, you know, work out with weights quite a lot. And, um, you know, I mean, then so. I didn't have, I didn't have fallbacks from like, you know, when I hit 200 and on, it was just, I was like, my endorphins were just like, I was a huge adrenaline junkie. And that's what I was realizing, you know, through working out alone, you know, and I, I 
I, I be, I, I had an addiction to food when I was heavy. And then when I transformed my life and when I, when I got to my goal at that time, I was an, I was an addict. I was a fitness addict. I, I, I needed to work out. And if I didn't work out, I was like, you know, I was miserable. I was deeply depressed. So I needed to like, I needed to have that. So, uh, at that point, once I hit it, it was just like, it was going forward. But like anything in life, I mean, we do hit our obstacles. I mean, I used to think and I had the mindset where I was like, there's no way I can ever fall back and gain any weight. I'll, like, I'll maybe gain five, 10 pounds and then be like, I'll, I'll like register on the on scam. Like, all right, I need to lose that or I need to like, you know, whatever, because I was very mindful of that. But um, I didn't think I would ever go back to like old habits and eat another way, eat away I did. Uh, but when I lost my mom in 2014, that was, um, you know, I, I was, that was like two years already into obstacle course racing. And, uh, but when my mom passed away, that was, that was the first time in my, my, um, my new lifestyle that I did go back to old habits. Um, yeah, I never drank, but I, when my mom passed away, I started to drink. Uh, I would try to go to the gym and I'd try to work out, but I'd break out like in emotion and I just go back home and I couldn't work out. And, you know, this carried on for like about four months and I put on like probably like 60 pounds. So I did go from like 200 and like five to like 265 when my mom passed away. And, um, um, I was like hanging around with buddies of mine. We were just like constantly like driving around drinking and just picking up like snacks at gas stations and just going places and just, and, um, you know, just that, that was, uh, that was the only time I ever like regained any amount of weight and fell off. Like I fell off my wagon, you know, I, I knew it wasn't me and I was like, I can't do this. This is me. I'm not going in that direction. And I was like, you know, um, I got, you know, I, I had starting to get stronger with, you know, my mom passing and just, you know, it was just used. I used the Spartan beast as a huge friggin' thing for me to like, because at that point I was like, I was doing races from 2012 to 2014, but I'd only, there were like 2012, to 2014 with my obstacle course races. They were only like once a calendar year. So I was like, Oh, tough mutter. I'll do that. That's it. Done. Okay. Yeah. You know, and then 2013 was the same thing. So I, I did 2013 was my first Spartan race. 2012 was my first like obstacle course. Series. That was a tough mutter. But when I did it in 2012, I was like, I want to do this. Like, I'm not going to become an Olympic athlete, you know, but I was like, I'll never forget the time I hit the, the, uh, the venue. I, I went to, um, English town in New Jersey. Um, uh, and that's where they held the, um, annual tough mutter in Jersey. And I had went there and it was like, God, there had, you know, it was like, had to have been like 20,000 something people there that day. And it, I had never experienced anything like that. And, for me, that was like I, up to that point. I'm training already, like for years. I'm like, well, what am I gonna? What am I training for? Like, am I just training to be fit? And I was like, there's no. I don't think anybody should should, should just ever train to be fit. You're like, so, yeah, so you yeah. know, I was like, I you know, I jumped into the obstacle course race world, and I just fell in love with it. You know, it's just like, you know, I, I I knew that that's what I was going to do. I didn't know I was going to start doing them 15s to 20 to 30 times a year, but you know, eventually that's what it led to. And, and, uh, you know, my love and passion for it, you know, like even to this day, I'm like almost at it, but I'm like, you know, it's like, 
you know, I, I, I've been, you know, I, I substitute it. Like I have love for the mountains now. So I'm just like constantly going out to the mountains and just spending days running and climbing, you know? So that's awesome. That's one of those things I've, that was the hard part for me. It was really, once I started doing it, I'd done OCR even when I was bigger. Yeah. But it was finally like, I wanted to actually really do it, not just finish a race. And then all of a sudden I started losing the rate, the, the weight. And then, then they're like, Oh yeah, everything's shut down. And I'm like, oh, okay. But, uh, <laughs> I found other obstacles. I have other passions. Uh, there's a couple other ones, virtual ones. I do, you know, machete madness. He keeps having a bunch of bunch of them, which he's out in that. I think he's out near you in Santa Ana. And then, you know, battle miles. There's a couple other ones I do quite a bit. So that just give me extra challenges to keep my brain, keep me something to look forward to because yeah, I, I need that challenge. Yeah, it definitely is hard. I mean, for you know somebody in the pandemic, especially, you know, you look at, you look at these races and, and, like people like uh like if you go to the open waves you know because i i even to this day people ask me like oh you've been doing spars a while do you register for elite and um age group and i'm like you know what i don't i look at um i mean i could if i wanted to but uh i'm like i'm i'm okay with running like you know my opens and and just like first off it's already a lot of money to pour into um like if you do the season passes like it's uh, $800 for a season pass. Like now, uh, if you just do open and then like to do competitively, like it's a thousand. And then if you do elite, it's like a thousand two hundred, I think, or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, my look at, it, I'm like, I'm already, no, I'm like, I'm okay with just doing opens. And then like, you know, if I did want to do something competitive on the side, I'll do that. Or if I did want to do a certain race, like competitively or elite, you know, like I'll, I'll do that, but um, with uh, you go to the opens, man, and the thing that's very um, the the thing I enjoy about opens too is with opens, I enjoy being able to motivate people on the course, and people are like, well, well, why don't you do elite? And I was like, I actually, I, I gives me some gratifying feeling to be able to like see somebody that's like four hundred. Okay, I remember going to Breckenridge in two thousand eighteen, and I had see, seen this gentleman that was uh, on the course. And he had to be tipping over well over 400 pounds. And he yeah. was by himself. There was nobody with him, or at least I had seen. And I was running with a buddy of mine. And we're climbing up the, we're climbing up this one like portion of the, the, the mountain there before we can run again. And this guy's like climbing, but he's leaning on every single tree, like just to kind of like pull himself up and like so out of breath. And this was just like mile, like two, you know, and you know, I remember like stopping and I was like, listen, you know, like, I was like, you, you know, you, you know, you don't get, you know, you're, you don't give up on yourself. Let's just keep pushing. Like, and I had to like stop and tell him like, you know, I've, I've walked your shoe. If I could pull out my phone, if I had it on me, I'd show you exactly where I was. And I, I you know, I, but I was like, you're, you're, you know, you're going to get, you know, he's going to, I'm always encouraging like people, but when I, that was, that was of all the races I did, like seeing him, he was the biggest frame person i had ever seen do any like obstacle course race and it was yeah. just like that moved me like to see somebody that size doing a race and especially like doing it in your head all alone like doing that like he was moving i was like you're moving like you're 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 doing it don't don't stop you know like and and um you know um i've always liked that though and i enjoy that with the race the, the race part of it you know i enjoy sharing like even though i am competitive always when i go in i want to be better every year I always make the time to 
you know, if somebody's out of breath and trying to get that second wind and like, I'm like, you know, I always like pump them up and try to like get them like back into their like elements of, you know, like pushing through and, you know, finding that, um, that second wind and just like, you know, compete. Cause when you go into an opens, like most people are like looking to just have fun, you know, I do the open quite a bit and that's usually what I would do this. I'm actually planning on when I do Vegas this next time, I'm actually racing competitive only because I want to test myself. Yeah. You know, there was, there was a point when two years ago, even I'm like, I'm getting, I'm becoming a veteran with these races and you know, I can never get past like the, um, the bender. I couldn't get past the bender, which was one, um, the, the, uh, the ropes. I couldn't get up the ropes for like the longest time. And, you know, like getting past a lot of obstacles, it was like, you know, defeating and have to burpee out and, you know, but I was like, he, even through that process of not even being able to like do these obstacles, I was always very driven like to absolutely give everything that I have in every race that I've ever done, you know, from like 2012, like on, cause at that point I'm, I'm very like, you know, driven like competitively, but in the same sense, I want to be able to, you know, not have fun. Cause I was like, I look at it, like, even if I do these races with friends, I'm very competitive. I'm like, I'm just like, let's go fast, and, you know, pick up the pace if we do an ultra together we start together but we don't finish together because not everybody's conditioned the same way yeah that's one of the things we're supposed to me and a group are supposed to the uh dallas ultra and that's one of the things that i'm you know we got to figure out is how we're going to work that with a group so but okay uh, the, the, the yeah the, i mean the easiest deal you know, for 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 ultras is really uh you the, some it's yeah like staying together we try uh, my first ultra uh, i did spartan related at least so my first ultra was jersey in 2017 mm-hmm. i started with a buddy of mine but um uh we we separated i i was ahead of him he we were behind i i just can't I, in my head i got um i was just thinking about cutoffs the entire time yeah and i was just like i can't like you know, way i'm gonna fail this so at that point, you know, I was like already training, like doing ultra like runs and stuff like that leading up to it. So I was, I was ready to go. And I think like probably like around like 10, the mile 10 mark, we, we separated and we didn't see each other until like later in the race to find out if, you know, he finished and, you know, but it was, it was known though. Like, you know, I mean, like my friend like knew, you know, he, he was like, I, I wanted it and, you know, things like that. So, but, uh, yeah, you go to group. It's uh, how big is your group? Uh, right now, I think it's four, but it's kind of one of those that okay. we we've had a conversation pretty much that I'm going to stay with them as much as possible. We'll race together, but at some point, it's pretty much worrying about. Yeah, yeah, have to go. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a good thing to finish yourself, but ultras very ultras are very mindful of the time and the cutoffs. Yep. Yeah, you know, like in doing what you have to do to actually make the cutoffs. So. Yeah, and my goal is I'm finishing it. So it's been a – I never thought – that was never something that was in my brain to even think of wanting to do as an ultra because I'm like, I just can't. That's not me. Um, yeah. With the beast. I didn't think of it in 2017. <laughs> I was fine with the beast. I was fine with those. But then it was just like, I'm like, yeah, no, an ultra, that's just not something I, I, I can do. And now I'm at a point where physically I can. So it's like, oh, I, I, I'm, I want to do this. So if I'm going all the way to Dallas to do the race, I'm finishing it. Oh, absolutely! Yeah, there's no, there's no way. I, I, I thought I think that every, every time, and to this day, so far, I've never had a DNF. Um, I, I, I'm pretty sure that day will, you know, come at some point. I think, 
I have a goal of doing my first. I've never done a hundred miler yet, so uh, I'm I'm conditioned yep. to do the miler. Um, you know, I'm pretty sure my first hundred miler is going to be like a rude awakening where I, I believe I can. I'll finish it. It's just a uh, you know like uh, you know there's they'll come to a to a point if I continue doing the things that I'm doing. I'm going to hit my DNF at some point. You know, everybody yeah. does as an athlete, everything that you do, especially, you know, the intensity of, of like how you do it. Before we go, is there anything you'd want to say to the listeners? I mean, things that, you know, advice or things that you got, you know, you want to make sure you have, you know, websites, anything. you want? Yeah. To do? I mean, yeah. I mean, that. Though, I mean, in pertaining to weight loss in general, I mean, it's, it's definitely a, I mean, our whole life is journey, you know, really, uh, it just figuring things out and like teaching ourselves, you know, challenging ourselves and, you know, like, don't, you know, like, don't give up on yourself, you know, really, um, you know, like even, even I'm going through a phase where I'm transitioning to moving out to a state where I don't know anybody. So I'm, you know, I'm having to kind of, I'm still having to adapt, um, you know, culturally to like new surroundings and you know, like, uh, like even just recently coming out, you know, from New York and having an established uh, life out there and, you know, things were just going downhill uh, in terms of the virus. And my wife was just getting very unhappy. So we just kind of like, you know, up and left and we came to California and I didn't have a job established and my wife had just quit her job. And, you know, I'm still in the process of trying to do that. So every day is like, all right, well, you know, you know, there's moments that even me, I get I get defeated and I was like, I, you know, I, but I can't, you know, I'm an, you know, I'm a grown man and you just can't give up on yourself and just continue like, you know, find things that we're passionate about. You know, I have like 10 things that I'm passionate about, you know, and they're all things that I'm able to like explore the world, you know, like, or different places and do. So as far as like plugs did just recently start up a donation page for a, um, uh, for a fundraising off like the skin removal surgery for quite some time and through gofundme for my excess skin removal but uh as far as uh websites uh nothing set up right now for that though okay well i know for the, the skin but, removal yeah, make sure we'll put a link to that so people can find that gofundme well thank you for talking to me and i and i feel like we we should do this again soon because i feel like we could have kept going for a while um yeah, yeah no i know i i can i can blab on i can blab on for a while I'm sorry if i went off oh that was awesome i mean it was great it's just good to listen to i mean it's it's an amazing story i mean it's it's a tough thing to do and i mean you you did a great job at it so all right well thank you for for talking to me and um we'll have to talk again soon thanks for listening to the beast net podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast Give us a review on iTunes or Spotify. All these things will help to expand the show in the future. Don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear. Yeah.